Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon this series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, just wherever else that's a pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my special friend, Austin. Hey, who are you? Who are you? Sometimes I get a little quiet around new kids. <laughs> Yep, spoken like true Austin that he is. We're with our other special friend, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey. <laughs> you don't have nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. We gotta bring the excitement, Alex says. We gotta be like all peppy and stuff. And then she's just like, hey. 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 Hey, you guys. Why is that in my hat, Jesus? Uh, I don't even know. That's f- Regal. It's the Regal Cinemas opening where they pretend they're like all quoting movies oh or something. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So cringy. I hate that shit. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that was from. I've never seen that before. Oh my god. Every time. It's a dumb. Okay. Anyway. That's gotta be from something though, right? The, hey you guys. Where's that from though? Okay. So to our non-American listeners, Regal Theaters has these like intro video before they show a movie and it's all these like celebrities quoting movies and it's really cringy to watch okay i'm gonna look this up it's from the oh it's from the goonies duh okay oh okay oh the goonies i haven't seen the goonies since i was a kid can you name all the goonies let me see no no (laughs) there's chunk i remember chunk josh brolin there's uh ross rachel um chandler phoebe phoebe alfalfa alfalfa spanky uh oh my god i can't even name the little rascals anymore anyway if you want to learn more about special friends you need to watch our pre-recording podcast available on our patreon right austin for three dollars a month that's right we went from (laughs) what did we go we went from like burger king pepto-bismol to like wendy's training videos wendy's training videos to what it was like to be on kazoo which is not a drug i mean actual kazoo in the late 80s early 90s it's all me. I'm the meme queen. If Okay, if Kazoo was going to be slang for a drug, which drug would it be slang for? Speed. Alex, you know more about drugs than we do. I do? Yes. I don't know shit about shit. You guys know that. You have, like, handled every drug there is. Okay, that is true. But just because I had contact with them doesn't mean I know much about them, like, streetwise knowledge. I used to work in a crime lab, cataloging evidence, but that doesn't mean I know shit about shit. She was a dealer. Yeah. Because it would be like speed, judging by that commercial, it would be like speed or, I don't know, something like, probably caffeine. Caffeine pills. Yeah, really like a toxic caffeine thing for a child. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I'm so, I'm so scared. What is that from? Save by the Bell, baby. Oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about The Office when he <laughs> says, I'm so scared people don't label their food products. Remember that? The fuck are we even talking about? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do this week, Austin? We're all on kazoo. That's the problem here. Oh, God. Oh, well, I'm I'm on kazoo. I'm, I'm crashing for my kazoo high. I'm sorry. I think I'm literally just still, like, addled by that whole thing. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's a, that's a hard transition. 
It's too hot to do anything. It's like the hottest week we've ever had in, in human history, and I cannot stand it. I literally tried to drive to the grocery store, got halfway there, and was like, it's too fucking hot, and I just turned around and went home. You gave up God. going to the grocery yes, store? Yes, that's how hot it is. Have you charged your Freon recently, or no. Flint or whatever the hell? It's too goddamn hot. I was imagining myself walking through the aisles, doing the physical labor of leaning down and picking up food off the shelves, and it was just overwhelming. I need to hibernate in the summer. That's what we need, hibernation. I had an ex- incident when I went to the grocery store in the summer one time where I bought some, I guess, sodas, and they were in that, you know, they come in that cardboard box with the handle on them. Oh, those, like, 12 packs. Yeah, I put, I put them in my trunk. Closed the trunk, obviously. Oh, no. Locked my door, and I walked in to go to another building to look at something really quick. And I wasn't gone. I felt like that long. And I came back, and I got in my car, and I kept hearing, poof, poof, poof. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I turned oh, my trunk up, and the no. cans were exploding from the heat in my trunk. It's It was, oh, man. I thought, I, I was like, did my engine just blow up? The car's not started. It was wild. How much of a pain was that to clean? Oh, I just sold the car. I just, you know. <laughs> I knew I you just, were going to say that. <laughs> watched it said, somebody else's problem now. Yeah, somebody, somebody's, these ants, I can't do this. They gotta, they'll just deal with it. Oh my God. No, but uh, uh, way to be a quitter, Austin. That's good. I, I know how to preserve my well-being. It's by not going outside in the heat. So how are you on food? Are you going to? Very survive. low. Okay. Very, very low. I had to order pizza to survive. Oh my <laughs> so God. Let, the, let the delivery man deal with the heat. I know. He's already carting around those super hot pizzas, sweating his ass off. Alex, what did you do this week? Did you quit? Did I quit? On the going to the store or anything like that? I watched, speaking of not hot things, in fact, quite the opposite, ice cold. I watched Titanic. Didn't you watch Titanic last week? Did I already talk about that? <laughs> Yes, we, yeah. I did watch it, and then I guess I've been thinking about it this whole week and how terribly sad it was. Uh, something new. What did I do that's new? What the hell? <laughs> Y'all hear that? What the fuck? Yeah, we did. Okay. What did the audio the... pick it up? Yeah, I did. What was that? None of your business. What? Is that like a vibrator? Like what? Be right back. Austin's having an emergency. And he's back. Oh, that's that stupid fan thing. It like flies around. How do I turn it on? So what does it do? It it cools you off? No, it doesn't. No. Do- oh, here it goes. Watch. It literally flies around the, the room. Oh, R.I.P. to everybody who's listening. To <laughs> Out the window. There it goes. <laughs> I thought that thing got lost on a roof somewhere. No, not mine. That's how boring my week was. Austin can't even be bothered to listen to what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I fell out of the chair. This is what happens when you get too high on kazoo. Yeah, he's on kazoo. I give up. Goodbye. I'm done. Okay. All right. So the Titanic. uh, Do you know that when they were building the Titanic, somebody got trapped inside? This podcast is sinking faster than the Titanic did. That's right. Somebody got trapped. Okay, I don't want to hear about that depressing. Oh, my God. RIP to all those people. I started Justice League. That's what else I did this week. Okay, we got to be more specific here. Are we talking about, like, Cartoon Network Justice League or Unlimited Justice? The original animated series. What's that called? 
Super friends. Super friends. So, yeah, that's been fun. She means Cartoon Network, Justice League. Yes. Who's in that one? Superman, Flash. Yes. Batman, Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Is that the core group? I think that's the core group. Yeah, that's the core group. You don't really need them, but they're there. You just really need Superman. Superman, I don't know. I feel like Superman's been kind of underwhelming for me, honestly. Like, he's kind of been having a hard time. He's been struggling. He looks like he's like a overworked father of like six who just can't get his shit together. He's on kazoo. He's on kazoo. He's like burnt out all the time. Like everybody's always having to come to his rescue, it seems like. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the superest of them all. Oh, I'll change that. Superman's useless. (gasps) So is that it, Alex? Justice League and you're still grieving over the Titanic? Yes. God, it depresses me. I don't know why. (laughs) All right. That's, um... Oh my god, no, that isn't it. I lied. I lied. All right, this is exciting. I actually, I know by the time this comes out, this will be very old, but I got the Instagram up and I made my first post on it. So that's super exciting. The out of the drying pan Instagram is official. And I guess you can call me a content creator now. What is the post? Well, you'll have to go to the Instagram and see. And while you're there, why don't you give us a follow? All right. Instagram's up and running. That's awesome. I'm honestly mystified by Instagram, you guys. Like, I don't know how people are making these reels. And I was laying there last night, like, thinking about it. And I'm like, I must be officially old because I can't understand how to make reels on Instagram. I'm not, I'm not good at any of this stuff. Social media. Social media. Yeah. When Leslie started to date Jacob, I thought he was like a serial killer because he didn't have a Facebook. Yep, that's the number one identifying sign of a serial killer. Yeah. No Facebook account. I had somebody tell me one time that, going back to the astrology thing, more serial killers are like Capricorns or something uh, like that. Oh, Christ. Oh, way to call me out. <laughs> they were all Capricorns. I don't know if this is right. But what? That's the only sign I remember off the top of my head, but they were something. They were all the same. All right, all right, all right. Hold on one sign. second. Quick little experiment here. I'm going to see Ted Bundy. When was his birthday? November 24th. What star sign is that? We do not know. Let me find out. November. It's not a Capricorn. That would be a Sagittarius. Okay, let's do Jeffrey Dahmer now for posterity. Gemini, apparently. All right, one one more. Who's another John one? John Wayne Gacy. All right, let's see. John Pisces. So honestly, if anybody's the serial killer here, it's Austin. <laughs> we already knew that. That's That's not surprising. No Capricorns in that list, Jacob. Thank you. Sorry. No, I looked it up. It said the four most common signs of serial killers are Cancer, Pisces, Sagittarius, 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 and Scorpio. Ooh. And the other eight most common signs are... <laughs> if you're a serial killer and your birthday is in one of those four that Jacob mentioned, let us know. Give us a follow on Instagram. Jacob, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> this was the This is the week of weeks. Ooh, okay. Yes, yeah, something magnificent happened this week. The new Mario Kart DLC came out. I knew it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Big, beautiful DLC. I saw you playing Mario Kart the other day. These new tracks are pretty good. I think my favorites so far are Squeaky Clean Sprint. So far, they're all really good. We got new characters, too. We got um, the wizard in the blue robe. 
we got Wiggler, and then we got <gasps> the Piranha Plant is finally playable. And there may be one more, but I can't remember it. Wiggler? Oh my gosh. Wiggler's awesome. Uh, the Piranha Plant's really cool too, because you get the, you play as a Piranha Plant, right? But then one of the power-ups is also a Piranha Plant. So like, it looks really weird with the Piranha Plant driving and then this like head is protruding out of the <laughs> crotch of the cart and it's a Piranha Plant <laughs> the, head. The so. crotch of the cart. <laughs> And everybody was in sync. It was really weird. Like, I always play as, like, I don't play as any of the new characters, but every single person was a piranha plant. So I think the piranha plant's, like, the new hot character. You gotta say his Christian name. Petey. Petey Piranha. Petey Piranha. Petey Piranha's there. Okay. So are all, okay, are these just the generic piranha plants, or is it, like, actually Petey the piranha plant? It's Petey. It's Petey. Oh, my God. Love Petey and his giant belly button. Pete was my favorite character in Mario Superstar Baseball. You ever played that one? I rented it once, and I did not think it was very good. Yeah, you gotta like sports to play it. I think it's more of a one of those things. Um, excuse you, I do not like sports, and I'm a Mario Tennis pro. I'm, I'm actual sports though. Oh, okay. We sports. Tennis is so lame. They made a table version of it. I mean, come on. I'm bad at that too. That's <laughs> it's like soccer. Foosball. Get out of here. Okay, but Mario Soccer is a whole different game though. But y- you guys haven't bought the DLC, have you? Do you I have. Bought- no. You have. I haven't played it yet. At all? No, I haven't played the new wave. It just came out. I haven't had time. Priorities. You got to prioritize it. I'm currently playing Mario Kart Tour on my phone. I can't play a Mario Kart game unless I'm like engaged with a bunch of friends. Like it's like a group activity for me. I guess the most, I guess, I think I probably said this before, the most appealing thing of it though is like you could, if you got 10 minutes to spare, you can probably do like four or five races. It's an easy get on, get off kind of game. That's not conducive to if I want to spend hours and sink hours of my time into video games to escape my real world woes. So, Alex, I got a cool new video game for you. It's called Therapy. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you enter the code drying pan at checkout, you can get 5% off for one month. Ooh, I'm ready to get on the leaderboard. Is that a simulator game, Austin, or is that? Uh, no, it's a medical profession. It's an oh. RPG. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay, speaking of video games, I have a sad thing to report because I completely forgot to buy anything during the Steam summer sale. So RIP, but I guess I'll catch the winter sale when it happens. Bring on winter. Bring on winter. It's so goddamn hot. I am so tired of it. Well, we're just going to complain about it being too cold. No, it's not going to happen. It's never going to be cold again, Jacob. I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Austin, but I heard that that somebody that I know read an article that it was like 70 degrees in Antarctica. Take that that anecdotal story with a grain of salt, but I believe it. 70 degrees Celsius. It's so goddamn hot. All the ice flows are melting. All the seals are dying because they're drowning because they don't have a place to like rest. I was on one. I was on a melting one. I've seen it. Oh my God. We're so fucked, y'all. <laughs> so... Why don't we just drop a giant ice cube in the ocean? Where's that? How come no one's proposed that theory? Why don't we just take Bikini Bottom and push it somewhere else? (laughs) Let's just put Earth and push it further from the sun. Sounds like a good idea. That's actually, there's actually a sci-fi movie with that plot. The Earth is getting so warm. It was on Netflix, I think. Have you seen this, Austin? You've mentioned it before. Yeah, they build these giant rockets around the atmosphere of Earth. Oh my God. The goal is to push it out of orbit. (laughs) To make it colder. <laughs> Would any astrophysicist like to weigh in and tell us if that's even fucking possible? They can't. You're weightless in space. 
They can't weigh in. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Aren't you a clever one? That was good, Austin. That was really good. Before we all um, melt into oblivion, let's do this. Too one. fucking late. <laughs> I'm so hot just sitting here. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sweating. I'm so sweating. <laughs> we are doing this at the cost of our own health because we can't have fans running. Uh, my windows are open for light, so the heat's just getting in. I don't know. Alex, it's like your window's open, so you're feeling the same thing. So I, I don't know. Just for a quick context, and then we can move on. Basically, my room in the house is it's in the front of the house, so it faces the sun almost nearly 24 hours a day until the sun goes down. And it, the whole wall is practically a window. It's more window than wall. So it's so hot in this room all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> right in the winter, though, right? Austin's taking off into outer space. <laughs> He's going to go move the earth. Let's all cheer Electabuzz, greatest team of all. The players charge the field and double-team the ball. Mega punch when they're in a crunch. Metronome safe at home. Hyper beam too. Win, win, through thick and thin. Electabuzz, it's you. Yay! <laughs> now that that's over with. Oh, thank God it's over. The episodes we got for this week are The Bug Stops Here and Type Casting. Did I call this episode Getting the Bugs Out? I Last episode, I think you did. That's the Bugsy episode. We gotta get more kids. Get better with these titles. Maybe we should get better with our like quality control. Those bugs. So many. There's so many of these things, though. You know, for this week, I have the 30 second summary challenge. Austin, you're summarizing the bug stops here, and Alex, you're doing type casting. All right. Are these episodes any good? Yeah. Okay. Well, Are they? <laughs> that's the right attitude. I have a lot of notes. I don't think these are good episodes, but I think especially with the pseudo Wuda episode, we're going to have a lot to say. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that one at two times speed and you get a real treat out of it with uh, oh my God. some of the motions that pseudo Wuda makes. But uh, anyway, let's let's do the bug uh, stops here. All right. The, the bug stops here, but the timer starts here with three, two, one. <laughs> All right, so we're still going along here, and we come across this national park, this big, beautiful national park, and we find that a bug-catching co- competition's going on. Uh, we meet Casey again, who's an Electabuzz fan. She has a Chikorita, which is not Ash Chikorita. Um, eventually, they go through the bug-catching contest. Eventually, this Chikorita evolves after Team Rocket tries to capture it, and then uh, the evolved Chikorita teams up with Pikachu to blast off Team Rocket, who's there trying to catch all the bug Pokemon in their nets that people caught during the tournament, and the end. Time. Boom. Well, we're finally here. Um, a beloved character has returned. Beloved or reviled? Um, after 40-some episodes, Casey has returned. And we can all celebrate with the Electabuzz theme song. Get ready, you guys, because we have a new Electabuzz song, which I don't think this is how baseball chant songs work. I don't think they update them every few weeks. It changed? They could in Japan. They could in Japan? Okay. They could, because that's like a... That's a thing. Okay, okay, okay. I, I was confused about that, because it's like a whole stanza. I don't know, here in the U.S., us, us Americans have, like, two lines for a baseball song. Oh, oh, baseball, the Jacob, sports with Jacob here. We've probably talked about this before, but baseball in Japan is, like, an event. Like, it is an actual, like, people go there, they cheer, 
They have those like banger things that they bang the whole time. Like it's an actual fun time. Unlike going to a baseball game here where it's not a fun time. Yeah, you just get drunk and your kids screaming because they're too hot and you try to rub sunscreen on them and they just eat the sunscreen. It's just, it's awful. It's an awful time. I've never been able to get drunk at a baseball game because I, they don't let you bring in your own booze. So you have to pay for the overpriced beer and I don't even fucking like beer. So I've never gotten drunk at a baseball game and I'm like, what's the point? Why am I here? To watch them run around. You can barely see them. They're like ants. Yeah. Baseball in the US is like really struggling because it's. They've even had that, like, the game was moving so slow, they even had to add, like, a timer to, like, speed the game up. Yeah, because people were, I mean, I could fall asleep at a baseball game easily. I could fall asleep watching it, playing it. Even if I had a video game of it, I'd be just... Playing it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see what the big problem is. I think it's way better than, like, football. Oh, my God. Nope. When's the last time you went to a baseball game, Alex? Just curious. Well, I almost went. My work was doing a ticket <laughs> event, but then I was like, well, then I thought about it. Then I thought about it. I'm like, okay, it's going to be fucking hot. I don't want to go. It exactly. It's too hot to do anything. You can't even, like, sit inside anymore. It's too fucking hot. See, even in, um, they can't dome the fields because the baseball hits the top of the dome. At least in football, you've got dome. Like, you can have a stadium in Detroit in the middle of winter. It's insulated. There's a dome. It's hot. At like seven, it's perfect temperature. Well, sports. You know me. I'm. I'm just. I'm not a big sports person. But if I had to pick a sport, I'd pick baseball, just because like America's pastime and all that and all this. But yeah, it's past time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, it's past its time. Right? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you know who is a big sports fanatic is Casey, and she's here, and she's at the national park for the bug catching contest. Which, Alex, you would know this. Does it happen on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays? Is that right? I definitely know Saturday is one of the days. I think that's correct, but uh, I could do a little quick little check. Yeah, you're right. You should believe in yourself. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. That's awesome. I think I did it every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. That's awesome. But this one has a, this one has a rule. This one has a... It's limited to certain group. In the game, what do you get for doing the contest? The same thing Ash gets. Oh, okay. Well, the sunstone and you get to keep your bug Pokemon. Okay. All right. Yep. So, I mean, this is direct from the game. So, yay, I guess. Yeah. Ash is going to compete and so is Casey. Misty and Brock are not going to because Misty is afraid of bug Pokemon and Brock is worthless. And like... (laughs) (laughs) Brock is just a discerning person who doesn't feel like he needs to catch a bug type Pokemon. He already has Pineco anyway. We never fucking see Pineco. Because it blows up all the time. (laughs) Only people under age of 16 are able to enter the bug catching contest. This is some bullshit. So Jesse and James are banned. Okay, I have a question. Do you think that they have like like a little league, you know, time, like one of the days is like, okay, maybe it's just for kids. All right. But then maybe in other days, it's like general, or maybe it's just like adults only to keep it fair. Like, how do you think that they do that? How big is the park would determine like why they limit access to it? Like if it's a smaller park, you wouldn't want like 100 people running around in it. I just think it's ageism. the only way it works is if they have designated times like this is the kid time you know we can't have a a bunch of adults who are seasoned people like going in there ruining it for the kids you know how they have like kid easter egg Easter egg hunts or something yeah versus the adult easter egg hunt well no you know for like the toddlers 
adult Easter egg hunts a thing. You know, little kids, they say don't shove or anything. Whoever sees it first gets it. I want to shove those children to get those Easter eggs. An adult Easter egg, the buck stops there. Everything's off the, all rules. There's, you can push, shove. It's whoever grabs the egg and walks back with it, gets it. So I think they should put like ecstasy pills and such in the Easter eggs. <laughs> Oh and whatever you find, you can take. <laughs> no, they should put them in there and, it, like, one be an Advil and then one be, like, an ecstasy, but they're the same one. You don't know which one. <laughs> you can just take it and hope. A mystery pill. Uh, that was a fun game to play as a kid. Is it ecstasy? <laughs> it's an Advil. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe those kids were straight out of the Advil or Ecstasy Easter egg hunt. <laughs> that really got me. <laughs> we made Austin laugh, Alex. We did it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the heat has cooked his brain. It really has. <laughs> Y'all, it is boiling in here. I could fucking die. <laughs> Open your door. Get some no, air or something. No, okay. we have to have audio fidelity. <laughs> okay. We've never had it before. We gotta have it today. Maybe you should put up some, like, like egg cartons on your wall or something. We're not discussing the egg cartons on the wall again. We've done that before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just try to be okay. helpful here. Okay. Bug catching contest. God damn. So... <laughs> Jesse is too old for the bug catching contest because she's, you know, decrepit at her old age of 25. Jesus, God. And the and the vile plume man, because there's a man dressed as a vile plume. A vile plume? What God are damn you it. watching? Uh, <laughs> I forgot the names of the Pokemon. The Venomoth man, which I wrote as a vile plume <laughs> in my notes about five times. The Venomoth man... Says, oh no, Jesse, you're too old. Go get your wrinkles and leave. Get out of here. So she <laughs> demands that James and Meowth kidnap him and we never see him again. But they do undress him. Yes, Alex? Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm feeling very upset on Jesse's behalf all of a sudden because I feel like we've had a lot of times where she's been told no by men. That's why we kidnap them and steal their clothes. Yeah, yeah, know your place. You can't be a Pokemon <laughs> nurse. You can't be whatever else an actress you can't be this you can't be that now you can't enter the fucking bug catching competition like down with the patriarchy <laughs> y'all i just got dizzy what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> I saw I that kazoo. Oh, like kazoo. <laughs> did you play advil or i think I <laughs> the ecstasy. <laughs> jesus christ we just, oh we didn't start some stupid tiktok trend or something. are you feeling like you want to take off all your clothes all of a sudden i always feel like that like Venomoth Man, right? Because they stripped him to get the suit, right? So it's now that we have gotten a naked man in our midst, it's time for the children's <laughs> bug catching contest. <laughs> Alex, you thought that you'd be interested in yes. the Pokeballs that they use oh, for the bug catching God. contest. Guys, I, I was like tickled. I was having a complete fan moment about this Pokeball. It was beautiful. It was a gorgeous Pokeball. And I was so upset that it didn't recur because of reasons, which we'll get to. All right, let's get into some Pokeball trivia. Ooh. These are the park balls. Not really. Well, yes, they are, and yes, they're not. (laughs) 
And Generation 2, the Pokeballs you use in the bug catching contest are called Park Balls. Wait, I'm confused. In the game, it was a sport ball. Oh, you're going to continue to be confused until I finish my explanation. Okay, maybe I'll just be quiet and listen. They have a cool design in the anime. It looks like Pokemon Adventures actually used the design from the anime, so that's fun. Hmm. When Diamond and Pearl came around, they used Park Balls for the PAL Park where you would catch a Pokemon from Generation 3 that you poured over from your Game Boy Advance game with a park ball. And it kind of looks like the GS ball a little bit. It's got a yellow top and a blue stripe. Yep. But then for some reason, when the bug catching contest came back in Heart Gold Soul Silver, they changed the Pokeball type to a sport ball. There we go. And now it's just a regular red Pokeball with an S on it. That is so ugly. Yeah, that's lame. This should have been ascended canon from the anime. They should have used this design. Why didn't they? Okay, the Pokeball that they used in the anime, the park ball, was like this beautiful dark green color on top with like these really cool, like it was like a butterfly motif, like green stripes coming out from the button area and like two little red dots for like the antenna. One of the most amazing Pokeballs I've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far, but it did look kind of cool. I'm not trying to, I'm being this Pokeball's like hype person. This was an awesome Pokeball. All right, Pokeball hype, and now it's time for some bug catching contest hype because everyone is sitting um, next to the giant jumbotron that all bug catching contests have, <laughs> and Misty and Brock are watching as the camera focuses exclusively on Ash and Casey on their bug catching contest adventures. Yeah, what was up with that? There was like fifty other kids there. They immediately were killed by Beedrill. We never see them oh. again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, they just drag them off. <laughs> We're down to 45 contestants. Some wacky antics ensue because Togepi keeps on wandering off and finding different bugs. And Misty's like, oh my god, kill me. I don't blame her. Hilarious. Meanwhile, uh, Ash is trying to catch a Weedle. And Casey just like barges in there and is like, that's my Weedle. Thank you. Why? Why does he go for a Weedle of all things? Come on, Ash. We can do better than this. What is, how do you win this? Is it you catch the most or is it like the most biggest Pokemon? The be- What is the... What do you, how do you win this? Okay, okay. I, this is my question. Jacob, you raise a good point because I was always confused in the games, like how it judged you based on like what you caught because you don't always have to catch like a Scyther or anything to win. So I think it has to do with what, like size, level? I mean, I don't... It, there's like an algorithm because it gives you a numerical value, right? Something like that. In the I don't know how it works like in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but in this anyway, it's like why he goes so okay i actually have a question for you guys in the game you get one pokemon too right like you can only catch one at a time and if you want to swap you have to release it right like if you come across another one you would remember better than we do because you just played heart gold soul silver okay i think and i may be mistaken and i apologize if so but i think you get well maybe it's like 20 pokeballs just because in the game if you if it breaks out or something but like you can only keep one at a time to be like your contest Pokemon. But then if you come across another one, you can swap them out. Because that's what the judge says in this. He's like, you get one park ball only. Oh. And you can keep it or change it. So does that mean that they have to release a Pokemon before they catch another one? If they come across a better one that they like more? Pokeball mechanics. I, th- I think so. I think that's. I think you're right. But you only get one ball. 
I don't know. Well, then at the end, okay, I want to talk about this, and maybe I'll save it, because at the end, we see that it, the park ball is not the ball they walk away with. It's just decorative. Do they peel the sticker off? Like, what? <laughs> it's probably just washable paint that just comes off. It's sweat in your pocket. Or do they transfer the Pokemon to a Pokeball? How does that work? Oh, my God, I'm fascinated. Meanwhile, Team Rocket <laughs> has dressed Jesse up as a Venomoth, not a vile bloom. And Jesse is a sexy female Venomoth, apparently, because another Venomoth comes up to check her out. And so she tries to seduce the Venomoth. As one does. And it immediately flies away in fear while stun sporing her. <laughs> Meanwhile, Casey has a Chikorita and it runs into a tree. Right. Some pinecos jump out. Misty's like, pinecos aren't bug types. And Brock's like, yes, they are. And Austin's like, well, where's your pineco, Brock? You never fucking use it. Meanwhile, Casey's Chikorita is about to die from exhaustion. It's like panting. It's like kind of like Old Man Scyther-esque in a way. It's kind of like me after this podcast with the heat. Kind of like me during the podcast, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of Old Man Scyther, Casey sees a Scyther, and it nearly chops Chikorita's head off. Yikes. That'd been awesome. Ash is showing a streak of maturity for about three seconds because he runs up and he says, Casey, you are abusing your Chikorita. It is clearly exhausted and it can't go on anymore. You need to stop putting it into these dangerous situations. And then he distracts a Scyther and then he runs away after the Scyther and says, Ha ha, Casey, fuck you. I'm going to catch the Scyther and not you. We don't know really what becomes of that Scyther because it disappears forever. Meanwhile, Togepi has gotten bored of this episode. And Togepi has wandered into the bug catching contest. <laughs> and it finds Chikorita. Casey's Chikorita, rather, because Ashes does not appear this entire episode. Thank God. We can only have two. or only one. One at a time. There can only be one Chikorita. That's right. Togepi finds Chikorita and tries to give it a pep talk, but that doesn't work on Chikorita. Chikorita just kind of sulks away because it's all upset because Casey's a horrible trainer and Chikorita is living a horrible life. It has to wear a headband. It has to sing the Electabuzz theme song that changes every time we see it. You know what? Honestly, who can blame this poor thing? Like, it has to have Casey as a trainer and be subjected to this baseball life that it doesn't want anything to do with. Like, good God. It never gets to do whatever it wants has to listen to that screeching about Electabuzz in her ear all the time. Like, and it's not even an electric type Pokemon and it's not even yellow or black. Imagine having to hear that in your ear all the time. Like, oh, I don't even want you. I can't wait till I get an Electabuzz or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're just a stand in. God. Eventually Misty shows up and she tells Casey that she's a dumbass and she needs to treat her Chikorita better. So we get a whole tearful apology that I didn't really watch very closely of Casey apologizing to her Chikorita. Well, Casey starts crying, and then Chikorita starts licking the tears off. Did that really Casey's happen? Face. Yeah, and then yeah. it evolves. Oh my god! Okay, question for the group: Does anybody else think that Casey's apology is manipulative, and that Chikorita has like Stockholm syndrome? I was not paying attention, so I couldn't tell you. Jacob, what do you think? Um, being a victim of Stockholm syndrome, I would say. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a lie. Um, uh, I mean, uh, the fact that Chikorita <laughs> is the one who ends up comforting Casey and Chikorita is the real wronged party here. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I've been there. When you're the one who ends up having to comfort the abuser, that is no good. Yeah, this whole win at all costs thing is kind of weird for a little afternoon picnic contest. She has to win that sunstone, Jacob. 
Oh my god, just go to the store and buy one. You know, it's like that stupid, it's like spending $3,000 to win the Xbox at the arcade with tickets. Just <laughs> go to the store and buy one. What does the sunstone use to evolve? Let's see. Sunkern, gloom into blossom. Okay, you got two. Okay, those are the only ones in Gen 2. Oh, okay. Should I keep going? See if you can, okay, those are the only ones in Gen 2, but see if you can get the others. Oh, god, I can't. Is Petlil into Lilligant? Yes. Ooh, I can't believe I got that. And? Is there one more? There's two more. Mancino? No. Uh. Cottony and Helioptile. Oh, okay. All right. So basically, as far as we're concerned, Gloom and Sunkern, that's it. Neither of which, like, Casey or Ash have. A Heliolisk, I could see that being to her taste. It's an electric yellow and black Pokemon. Well, she's about 20 years too early. Yeah, she is. Too bad. Well, she may be 20 years too early for a Helioptile, but, you know, abusing your Pokemon is forever, so she's just on time for that. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh my God. Ash is still chasing that damn Scyther that he vanished chasing 10 minutes ago, but instead he catches a Beedrill. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Some Team Rocket crap happens that I also did not take any notes for. There's some with a net. Something with a net. Something with a net happens. I don't... Oh, yeah. Ash is, like, trapped in a mobile batting cage or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It is like a mobile batting cage. Yeah. He falls into a pit trap. He gets trapped in a cage. And then, yeah. Wobbuffet's name comes into play. Because Casey and Wobbuffet get into, like, a little shouting match. And Wobbuffet's name, in the Japanese version, to my understanding, basically means that he agrees with you. Is that, like, a play on words or something i don't know the japanese pun or anything behind it i just know that when wabafet says wabafet he is basically saying that is a true statement or something like that oh okay that's wabafetti language okay they did not bother to translate the pun so it doesn't work but we're gonna see a lot of it so interesting all right like jacob said chikorita evolves when it evolves the electabuzz headband it glows like the evolution light and then it ceases to exist so it seemingly got ingrained within the skull of this newly evolved bay leaf and will remain there for the rest of all time. Oh my god, that's horrifying. That's why it never sweats. It never sweats because of that. Maybe it like snapped off and like flew off into pieces or something or like... No, we saw it turn into evolution energy. It's a sun band. Oh my god. So it's gonna be bound to this baseball like devil for all time. Like it's just sold its soul to like baseball Satan or something like. Yeah, Casey's bay leaf is now, you know, dealing with a major brain damage situation. <laughs> but that's probably for the best because it's with Casey. <laughs> brain damage. It doesn't, it doesn't feel pain anymore. Uh, they blast off Team Rocket, whatever. Okay, so Ash wins the contest. Oh my god, hooray. He wins the Beedrill. With a Beedrill of all things. And wouldn't you know it, the Beedrill is no longer in the cool park ball. It's in a regular Pokeball. And Alex's brain just explodes. And she doesn't know what to do with this information. I was heartbroken, you guys. I'm like, first of all, how did it get to be in a regular Pokeball? Like I said earlier, was it a sticker? Was it paint? Did they transfer the Pokemon? How does that work? Like, so many questions. They reused the Pokeballs, I guess. They just transferred it and you got to turn your park ball back in. Yeah, maybe the park balls, they're only meant as a temporary Pokeball. And so they did catch Beedrill with a real Pokeball after the fact. Because it was the only one caught that day that would remain so. So are you saying that it gets caught in the park ball, they let it go, and then re-catch it in a Pokeball, 
and then give that Pokeball to the victor? For lack of other options, yes, I am saying that. Okay, that's very interesting. Not that it really matters anyway, because Ash doesn't want a fucking Beedrill. Who wants one of those? So he gives it to Casey, and Casey celebrates with a cheer, and the episode is now over. That was amazing. Uh, Casey, 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 Casey. What do we think of this being the one and only time Ash ever gives anyone a Pokemon? Ever. He was so quick to jump to that. He's like, I don't want this fucking thing. Get away from me. (laughs) You can have it. I'm good. Like, he was so into it before. Like, he wanted to join the bug catching contest and catch something cool. He doesn't catch the Scyther. He would have kept the Scyther, but he was not going to heat that (sighs) Beedrill. That's just the writers like, "Mm, we can't give him a Pokemon this episode. Here you go, kid. Like Our party's full kind of thing. Oh, God. Just send it back with hair across. R.I.P. hair across. (laughs) I don't see Beedrill being a real popular one to keep. Either if it can sting like that and kill you. I mean, I don't know. Ash, I think he would look good with a Beedrill. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like... I mean, he already had Butterfree. I think it fits with him, too. I don't know. Bye-bye, Beedrill. Yeah, bye-bye, Beedrill. We knew you for three seconds. After they sting, they die, so... No, they're wasps. They don't die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah, they're more, more like wasps than bees, right? Wasp drill. Mega Beedrill, though. Jeez. Mega Beedrill's fucking cool. It is. If this was Generation 6, Ash would have kept that Beedrill. Mega Beedrill? Let me look that up. Please bring back Megas. They were the best. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it's got the four things going on. Alrighty, then. Alright, let's move on now to the most viable player, least viable player, and the quote... For the episode, Austin, you're going first, followed by me, and then Alex. Cool, 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 cool. My MVP is Jesse <laughs> for not allowing that Venomoth man to tell her what's up. And for her quote, in which the Venomoth man says, I'm really sorry, but there's nothing I can. And so Jesse snaps her fingers and says, take him away. And then James and Meowth just cart him off, never to be seen again. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And my LVP is also Jesse for trying to seduce a Venomoth. That was disturbing. Not her <laughs> finest moment. And when y'all better use the other Jesse quote I had, because it's fucking good. You can always do like a honorary quote at the end. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. Let's go. Okay. Right. I don't, I don't, mine's not a Jesse. So I'll give my MVP to that Scyther for evading what could have been. A harsh time with Ash. I'm going to give my LVP to Chikorita for, you know, I, I understand maybe sticking with someone through hard times, but Casey was being a little rough there, Chikorita. I think you probably should just hit the road. Maybe follow that Scyther. You just got out of there. Hmm. My quote comes from Casey. Okay, are we all ready? Oh, God. Here we go. Let's all cheer Electa Buzz, greatest team of all. The players charge the field and double team the ball. They're the crew with Mega Punch when they're in a crunch. Metronome, safe at home. Hyper Beam 2, when, when, through thick and thin. Electabuzz, it's all you. Yay. That was the most interesting melody I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, that's the last we ever hear of that. It's not. Oh. Okay. Yay, I'm thrilled. That was lovely, Jacob. Thank you so much. I do what I can. My MVP is going to be the park ball for being so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Maybe one of my favorites. And it's such a shame that it doesn't make a reappearance after this. My LVP 
is going to be nobody said Casey, right? We were saving it for you. Thank you. Oh my god, you guys are the real MVPs. Casey, of course, and doesn't even need an explanation. She is so mean to her Pokemon, and she's so annoying with that song. My quote is going to be when Misty and Brock are watching this event on the Jumbotron, and Misty is having a complete panic attack, and she says, I guess these woods are full of bug types. Do you think there are any around here? And they're like way up in the stands, and Brock just deadpans and says, they could be anywhere. (laughs) i'm like you're not helping honestly good for brock for like getting back at her i was like oh my god she's having a full-on phobia and he's like it could be anywhere even right now right here crawling on you like (laughs) damn brock what was that jesse quote all right my honorary quote which i actually think is my favorite uh when team rocket sees casey and recognizes her oh (laughs) jesse says now, I guess we'll all have to start using baseball puns. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's not wrong. that's awesome. I laughed hard at that. <laughs> she knows what's up. And they do start using baseball puns. That was the book. Stops here. Pretty good one. Made it fun. This next one, typecasting. Um, yeah. We go and start on this because I don't really know how to start. Three. Do your two, best. <laughs> one. Go. Um, we're on our way to Ecritique City. Uh, there's a bridge. There's, or there's a river without a bridge. We try to cross it. We can't. Then there's this guy who says, hey, give me a Sudowoodo. and I help you out? So we go looking for a Sudowoodo. Then we come across uh, Seymour's disciples. And we start chasing around this Sudowoodo, And they start arguing over like what type of Pokemon it is. Because it uses all these like electric attack, fire attack, water attack. It uses like everything. And the whole time we don't know what it is. And the Sudowoodo kind of makes this weird noise that is alarming. That's the end. <laughs> it makes a weird noise that's alarming. And then we just rock away slowly and let this thing. <laughs> What's the weird noise? I remember it making like a oh. sound. I guess it kind of does that at one point, maybe. Uh, we, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll see how we get to that point. This episode was bananas. It was, it was. bananas. I didn't know what was going on, really. So we're at another river because there's a lot of rivers and. In a shocking turn of events that is shocking to no one, actually, there's only one bridge for miles and miles and miles around, but it's been washed away by a flood. Surprise. So there's construction currently happening on the replacement for the bridge, but the foreman, I guess this is Daniel Foreman's brother, Dave (laughs) Foreman, uh, he tells them that (laughs) it's going to be six months until they finish construction on this bridge. So sorry, Charlie, you're out of luck. So Ash is like, oh, no, how do we get around? Like, I feel like they had a lot of options here, but they are completely, like, at a loss of what to do. It's too bad they don't have water-type Pokemon with them. Too bad. I know, they could have built their own raft or something. They used to do that every five minutes. What happened to building the rafts? That is true, yeah. Y'all, do you remember the Blood Moon Maroon episode where they, like, built a raft out of, like, logs in, like, five seconds as the island was sinking? (laughs) As the apocalypse was happening, we built a a raft that survived a giant tsunami in less than a minute. That was their most impressive feat yet. That's pretty up there for me. It keeps popping into my head every now and then, so it must have made an impression, but... They didn't even care about the people that got left behind and died. They just were glad they got out of there. Remember the people in the center of the island that just got engulfed (laughs) instantly? 
do we have we had a whole discussion about that and like how many people like because there were people on their raft that didn't didn't show up when they made it out so we're like how many people like broke their necks as they were like careening through the trees and like died all for science all in the name of science yeah so they could have done that but they choose to just stand there uselessly and like oh no how do we get to ecrutique guess we'll just die here they're probably gonna wait the whole six months and just be like let's see what <laughs> festivals we can find in the meantime <laughs> guess we got us i guess we're stuck oh my god so but instead of that fortunately or unfortunately i don't know they come across a fisherman who they say hey you have a boat can you take us across the river and he's like well sure but i only will on one condition and that condition is you bring me a pseudo wudo but apparently they're really hard to find so we're off to the woods to find one of these things. How many people do you think before Ash and Brock and them got there that they heard this man's request and just backed off? I was thinking the same thing. Give me your pseudo wudo and I'll give you a ride. I can tell you exactly zero because anybody else who comes across this situation probably has an alternate way to be like, fuck this. I can just probably wade across. I mean, it's probably so shallow. They can just wade across. <laughs> you just walk. Yeah. <laughs> I think other trainers are more prepared. They probably have Pokemon that can just bounce them over to the other side. Did we notice, like, they have such inflated egos. They were like, excuse you, um, Mr. Fisherman, we are Pokemon trainers and we need to get across the river. Oh, yeah. We need need a (laughs) ride from you. Ash just pulls out that card. He's like, I'm a trainer. Give me passage. He's like, nah, you got to do something for me. Honestly, good for this guy. He knows his worth and he's like, all right, if you want my help, you got to do something for me. Like... I don't, I, I mean, I can respect that a little bit. I can too, but it also shows how stupid this thing is that the bridge is down and there's only one man on a boat trying to ferry people across for money or for whatever. You think there'd be like a whole slew of people out there with boats trying to... Yeah, capitalize on this situation. Like, hey, yeah. we'll ferry you guys across or like, I don't know, where's like the government or like the police and saying like, okay, you know, the one infrastructure that we have to cross this river, like we have a makeshift ferry service in place to get you across, like nobody has stepped in to help here yeah the pokemon government does not exist That's and true. the police force is <laughs> officer jenny who is i would not rely on for anything this is a good point you have to kind of take matters into your own hands uh so the twerps do they go off to the woods to try to find one of these uh team rocket is hovering around in their meowth balloon and suffer a very tragic roasted potato explosion accident and crash to their deaths and die so they're in the forest and Misty, does she, she doesn't call out Psyduck, right? It just comes out on its own. It just pops right? out. Okay. Psyduck comes out and it's going to be very helpful. And it actually is. And immediately finds a pseudo which is very unconvincingly standing there trying to pretend to be a tree. <laughs> I love this thing. I never was such a big fan of it, but I actually love it. I had it on my team. I think every time in the games I oh, called really? it. Just because I was like, you know, I get a TM and it'd be like, not able, not able, able for Sudowoodo. And I'd be like, what? this thing can learn anything. It, it, it could learn fly. I mean, come on. Does it? Wait, no, no. It could fly. It was crazy. Okay, but if it knows Mimic, it could fly, theoretically. What's Mimic? I don't understand the concept of that because it's such a big mystery. All right, let's, let's hold on. We'll just, we'll, we'll get to Mimic in one second. I'm going to need to fact check that fly thing, though. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but maybe Jacob's not 100% wrong, because if it can no mimic, then potentially... I don't know, fucking Dodrio can fly, so... <coughs> Are you all right? 
I'm choking on a Sudowoodo. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) So they chase after it. They find it. They chase after it. And so they come upon this clearing of a bunch of trees, felled trees that I guess were cleared out. Someone else built a raft. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) It was Gary. Gary built a raft. He did this like weeks ago. Oh my god, awesome. That's so great. No, okay, yeah, that's the reason why a bunch of these trees are cut down so other people can build a fucking raft and get across this river. But not these two scientists who they see who are just standing on two of the tree stumps arguing over whether or not Pseudo-Wudo is a rock type or not. And can I talk extensively about these people? Please. Please. Okay, so did we catch the reference in their names? Okay, it's, oh, Pierre and Marie. So Marie Curie, maybe, and then who's Pierre? Pierre Curie. Oh, oh, the husband. Yes. That was his name? Oh my god, okay. Yeah, so I thought they were married for a second, but they were not. I think they were like hate-fucking or something, I don't know. Yeah, oh my god. That's a good reference. Yeah, except it's not, because... I was like, oh, are they going to be, like, studying physics or, like, radiation or something? No, they're doing pseudo-woodo research. They're pseudo-woodologists. <laughs> this was the most Twitter-ass conversation I've ever heard in my life. The woman, Marie, is, a like, a flat-earther, anti-vaxxer, climate-change denier type. Yeah, very and much. She's like, pseudo-woodo can't be a rock type. It looks like a tree. And Pierre's like... <laughs> There's tons of documented evidence. Pseudowoodo is a rock type. Here, it says it right here in Pseudowoodo, an annotated history. And she's like, uh, no, it's not a rock type because I don't think it could possibly be a rock type. And I'm going to do my own research. This was a commentary on... <laughs> it <Yeah>. really is. <laughs> she goes on 4chan and she listens to the things written there. Or she's like a QAnon type. Pseudowoodo is not a rock type. You can't possibly convince her. And the vaccines magnetize you or whatever bullshit. 5G. They turn you into a pseudo-udo. Yeah. It's, it's a vaccine type. Poor Pierre. Like, really. Like, he pulls out this entire textbook with, like, peer-reviewed research and all kinds of, like, actual statistics and studies and samples and, like, data in there. And he's like, oh, here's this actual evidence that pseudo is a rock type. And plus it hates water. So what more do you need to understand? And she's like, no, I'm going to stand on my tree stump and yell at you about it. Like, it's absurd. A lot of conviction going on there in her voice. She has a thought and she's sticking to it. So what happens? The twerps have to run up and these actual children have to stop these two adult people from arguing. I think they just were arguing. I think there was a camp there and they started arguing and the scientists were like, we're just going to let them be. We're going to leave here. They can just argue all day if they want to. I should have just walked on by, but nope, we got to insert ourselves into this issue. And I think at this point they see it again, right? They go running after it. Or no, 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 no. I apologize. Noctowl. Ash sends out Noctowl to find it. And they find it. Yes, Austin? Good for fucking Noctowl. I love it when it comes out of its ball. It's got a little shiny effect. So that was cute. And so they're running through the forest. They they find the Sudowoodo. Marie, actually, she's, she made a good point. This was something I was like, that would have been cool if they did. She said, there have been reports of Sudowoodo looking like different kinds of trees, like oak, cherry, plum trees. But according to Pierre, it's just, it holds on to branches of, like, these trees. That's why people think. But wouldn't it have been cool if they had, like, variants of it? Like if it cross-pollinated when it was growing up or something? That'd be yeah, cool. like it actually, like, you know how, um saws buck or whatever i know it has like the seasons and it's like antlers change or something but like what if pseudowoodo had different like berries berries on its arms or like it looked different 
like if it was had berries on it and you could catch a different type of pseudowoodo and then like you could collect them from it for your team like if there was the berries that heal you or something yeah if you really nurtured your pseudowoodo then you could pick the berries off of it and help your pokemon out that'd be cool it'd be like a healer they've done that with so many other ones they've done that with like vivalon and like they have just different like forms to them or color schemes like that would have been neat unfortunately we don't get that but we do get a battle between pseudowoodo and ash's chikorita and it starts using all these supposed grass type attacks like it it has a vine whip but it turns out it's just a vine that it picked up and like a razor leaf but it's just some dried leaves and marie is like this is proof positive that it's a grass type look at it it's using razor leaf but then it starts doing something weird it starts actually using vine whip after chikorita does and marie's like oh my god this is a mystery science can't possibly answer these questions it's like magic <laughs> this hail to die on <laughs> right here at the pseudowoodo what it is right so at this point i think team rocket shows up and they catch pseudowoodo in a pit trap and they hogtie it with a rope and then lead it to the old man to get their boat ride because they crash their hot air balloon and so they can't get across the river either. I don't understand this. Like, why can't they just fix their balloon like they always do? I love that they're trying to get across the river because they're pursuing the twerps who are trying to get across the river. <laughs> they want to get there before the men uh, dig a whole bunch of holes. That's a good point. That's a good Preset point. Preset the traps. Also, they said they want to get the pseudo-woodo for Giovanni, but they're going to get the pseudo-woodo for the old fisherman instead. After the ride, they just kick the old man off the boat and steal his boat and... Drown him. Drown, yeah. They were just going to use him for the ride and take the Pokemon back. Definitely. So they bring it to the old man. They get all the way there. And then this fucker is like, I don't know. Is it even a pseudo-woodo? I can't be sure. I'm like, oh my! The God. one time they don't try to pass off Meowth as a sunflower or whatever, <laughs> and someone questions it. This is like the sketchiest people part of this adventure. The old man scamming people. You have the scientist who's a denier of everything. Well, there, there's a relation there. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, you know, I, I don't know, you guys. This was the point when I was watching this show that I was like. There's definitely, like, lead tainting the water supply. Like, how can anybody... It's from the bridge that fell, that collapsed. (laughs) Just the lead is a lead bridge. Lead and mercury and arsenic bridge. (laughs) They played Advil or lead. Advil or lead. This guy was on some serious kazoo. I don't know what his problem was, but he doesn't believe that this is actually a pseudowoodo. So pseudowoodo takes this opportunity while James breaks out his squirtle squirt bottle and tries to give it a nice little spritz because Victory Bell loves it. So if this is a grass type, it must also love it. And this thing freaks the hell out. And it's like, <laughs> nah. And he breaks the ropes like the Hulk and runs away. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was weird. <laughs> Just squirts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a scene that you have to visually see to kind of. It was in slow motion. What about this other scene? We got to visually All see right. in a second. All right. I just need everybody to take a second and prepare yourself because this is this is wild one. I'm guessing this is the same pseudowoodo because we get like a smash cut over to like an open field where a pseudowoodo is standing on a rock out in the middle of a field. And this is the same one, right, guys? Or is this a different one? I'm assuming it's all the same one. I'm the same one. If we're keeping, yeah, the episode alive here, it's the same one. All right. So this, it has run away. It has positioned itself on a rock in the middle of a field with some branches in its hands. And they're like, oh my God. So the twerps come across it. Marie and Pierre, they all are there. 
and they're like, oh my god, you guys, there's that fucking Sudowoodo again. So Brock is like, let me handle this. He runs at it, tackles it to the ground, spoons it, and then starts licking it. <laughs> That's how I caught my Sudowoodo. He's like your friendly neighborhood lickatog, and he's gonna lick it into submission. Which I guess I don't know. Maybe in a sense, kind of. Cause, no. Well, saliva is water, right? So like licking it would weaken it or something. You gotta grab it by the branches and hump it into submission. God. What was this? Brock had a complete psychotic break. I don't have any other explanation for it. <laughs> Brock hasn't done anything in so long that he's just like lost his mind. Well, it was the fact that. He- He's like, Pokemon can't do it. I'm taking matters in my own hands. And this is him, his strategy for that. So apparently this works just enough for Brock to shove some food into its mouth. And he's like, here, try my patented Pokey Chow and come back to the lab. And the Sudowoodo's like, okay, and is totally fine with this. So they take it back to Pierre and Marie's lab in the woods. I'm not really sure where they are, but they have a lab. It's an abandoned building they've commandeered. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it's a log cabin. Log cabin in the woods that they've outfitted. So they hook it up to a bunch of machines, and it's there that they kind of learn and finally figure out that it is not actually using Thundershock or Vine Whip or whatever the hell else. It uses a technique called Mimic. And Pierre is like, see, I told you, the book said it all along. And he gets so sick of this shit, he's like, all right, I'll prove it to you once and for all. So he tries to spray it with a faucet. And of course, Marie has a complete breakdown and screams at him to stop. Don't prove me wrong. Right. Don't use science. <laughs> don't don't use actual facts. I don't need to see it to believe it. She can't stand the fact that he's right. My opinion is your fact is wrong. Yeah, opinions mean more than facts. So I think this thing breaks out again. This poor, poor Sudowoodo. It jumps out a fucking window. Yeah, it jumps out of the window. It runs away, but it can't catch a break because... They catch it outside, and then everybody's there. The twerps are there, Team Rocket's there, the old man is there. We find out that this guy, Gramps, is actually Marie's grandpa, and he was using this whole pseudo-woodo catching scheme in order to help out his granddaughter because she was looking for a research subject. So it wasn't actually that he wanted the pseudo-woodo. It was because he was trying to get it for Marie. That's a lot of love there. You had one in your hands, and then you didn't even believe that it was a pseudo-woodo Anyway, so there's no, like, helping you. Well, Grandpa had to do his own research. Eventually, it turns, it devolves into this battle royale chaos. Like, everybody starts attacking everybody. Sudowoodo runs off. uh, And then, I guess the dust clears, and Marie and Pierre agree next time that they, like Austin said, they should just have angry, passionate argument sex to settle their disagreements instead of standing on a stump in the middle of the woods and yelling at each other. Yeah, argument sex is always better in theory than in practice. Yep, he goes, I'll show you a wood type. Hey-o. <laughs> ah, hey <laughs> So now we know a different way to solve our differences next time. Now we can leave these wackadoodle people and get across the river. I like wackadoodle. Wackadoodle. Meanwhile, Team Rocket has somehow ended up on a cliff side. I don't remember how they got to be there, but then they grab onto a fake branch that ends up being a pseudo-woodle branch, and then they fall to their death the end on to the lead infested mercury water yep where their last moments are blissful through to their brains not working (laughs) so what 
an episode. Oh my god. Is Mimic even a good attack? Like in the games? Is Mimic useful ever? It's kind of stupid, right? Let's talk about Mimic. Metagamers, what do you think? We we said we were going to figure out how Mimic works. So let me look up what I can look up on it. Isn't it the last attack that got used in the turn before? It, this Okay, according to Bulbapedia, it copies a move from the target. It will retain the copied move in Mimic's place until the user faints or is switched out or the battle ends. Okay, that could be useful if you if you get to keep it, right? Austin's right. It says Mimic now copies the target's last used move. Using a move copied by Mimic does not deduct any power points from Mimic itself anymore. I mean, if you're using a Pokemon that's like a dragon type or something and it uses a dragon type move. Well, that would be useful. If it's weak to its own type. Or it's weak to its type move that it's using. Yeah, or the type move. Can we do a Sudowoodo versus a Miltank with rollout? Let's see who wins that battle. Miltank. Miltank would win for sure. <laughs> Isn't rollout a ground type move? I think it's a rock type move. It's a fire type. Oh god, no, what type is Miltank? We gotta do our own research <laughs> on her. Rollout is a- oh, you're right, it's a rock type move. Why is it a rock type move? That's weird. Alright, yeah, so that's that. Mimic is an interesting one. Sudowoodo gets away. The end. What a waste of our fucking time. I liked it. I thought this was a wacky episode. Well, we did need a Sudowoodo episode after Goldenrod, so there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. We finally got our dreams of Brock licking a Pokemon fulfilled. Can you uh, Google rock rock licking, Austin, and see what comes up? On yeah, let's oh find out God. what happens. Rock <laughs> licking. <laughs> Jesus. Guess what the, all the first several results are? This episode? It's all this episode. Oh, <laughs> there we go. And one of, Okay, one of them, the GIF, this GIF, you have to turn off safe search to see it. <laughs> and it's just the GIF from the episode. I mean... Come on, you guys. Sudowoodo, they had to know what they were doing. Sudowoodo is the most phallic Pokemon known to man, and he's licking it. <laughs> oh, apparently in the TCG, Brock does have a lick-a-tongue. Oh, it's called Brock's lick Yeah, Brock's okay. lick Okay. Huh. The more you know. Here's a whooper. It, oh, here's Hardy the Whooper licking Brock. <laughs> Payback. That's when Brock unlocked his fetish for licking. I finally found a porn thing. Okay. All right. Oh, it's a couple pages down. What was the point of the in the TCG of having the trainer's cards? Like Brock's Lickitung. Was it specialized to like different attacks or anything? I don't fucking know. Okay. Oh, that reminds me of like the one TCG card that I actually remember, aside from the Charizard, is the Imposter Oak card. Where he's like Professor yes. Oak, but he's like dark and scary Oak with like a scar under his eye and he's got like stitches on his face or something. That never got was in the anime, was it? it no, it is. It's coming. Oh, it is? Imposter Oak is in the anime? Yeah, but it's <gasps> not It's not exciting. Oh. It's James. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> spoiler. Love it. That old school art was so cool. Look at that popped collar. Oh my God. Yeah. I never had this card. I think I have it. I had Imposter Oak's Revenge. Ooh, there's a sequel. Oh, that's cool. Man, they should have kept that arc going with an actual, like, Bizarro Oak or something. <laughs> That'd have been cool. Oh, look at this. Imposter Oak's Invention. He looks like Dr. Octopus. Oh, he's scary. Oh, he's got all these Pokeballs around okay, him. Okay, let's earmark this moment right now because for fanfiction episode number three, I am writing an Imposter Oak fanfiction. Please don't let me forget. Alex, write that down because we're okay. not going to remember and we're not right. going to remind you. I'm going to write it down right this very second. Also, fanfiction number three episode can be like, you know, user suggestions or we should all do the same thing. I know I said that before, but. Our own interpretations of Imposter Oak. Yes, please, please. I'd give anything. 
Okay, well, our last fanfiction episode had a 70-episode delay between episodes, so <laughs> let's hang on for a minute. All right, that'll be in the future. Look forward to that. What you can look forward to now is our MVP and our LVP and our quote for this episode. All right, Austin, you're first, followed by Alex and then me. Why am I always first? It's the A. Sure, but Alex is ahead of me alphabetically. That's why on our feed it says Alex Austin Jacob, because it's in alphabetical order. <laughs> My LVP is going to be Marie because it's not unclear that I fucking hate her. And my MVP, I guess, will be the wild pseudo-wudo. Oh, that's yeah. Because it was pretty badass. It was funny. It was cool. I like pseudo-wudo. My quote will be Meowth translating for pseudo-wudo. And he says... <laughs> I forgot about that part. According to pseudo-wudo, it's the type that likes to eat. <laughs> okay. MVP, I am going to give it to... Brock, because why not? Dang it. <laughs> he had the absolute balls to run up on a pseudo tackle it to the ground, and lick it. <laughs> Do you think pseudo are salty if it's like a rock? I think they taste salty. I don't know. I don't know. Go lick a rock and t- report back to us. I mean, minerals. They're minerals, Marie. Which, it depends. You got your igneous, um, sedimentary, and metamorphic. Nobody laughed at my Breaking Bad joke. Boo. I got it. They're gems, Marie. Memory, you know, she was in this episode. The All purple right. lady. Alrighty, anyway. But um tish. LVP, I don't Oh, I'm gonna give it to Gramps just because he didn't know what the fuck a pseudo was when it was standing right in front of his face. Uh my quote. Obviously it's gonna be the Misty quote where mm-hmm. Brock is licking pseudo and she says, Are there any psychiatrists back at your lab? Oh, that's not the Misty quote I had. Okay. Oh, what's the Misty quote you had? Plus, see if Jacob uses it. I'm not going to use it, if you want to go ahead and say it. It's Misty saying, these woods are unbelievably dense. And then Psyduck comes out and she says, speaking of things that are dense. That was a good one. There was Uh, a lot of good ones in this. All right, my turn. I'm going to give my Woody to... Oh, my God. Noctowl for finding our Sudowoodo. And just for seeing Noctowl. Yeah. It's a cool Pokemon. And I'm going to give my Razzie to um i guess all of team rocket because they i don't know they just die again so awful for them and uh razzie's the thing you give for bad movies right is that yes. the thing yes okay my quote actually also is from team rocket and it's only two lines of their um phrase or whatever but it begins with prepare your trouble because we're in cahoots and make it double right down to our roots tree puns Yep. Why don't we make like a tree and leave now? Oh. Uh, uh, I got a question for first, though. Yes. What did the lazy shoe say to the hat? What I don't did know. The lazy shoe say to the hat? Yes. I don't know. What did it say? <laughs> you can go on ahead. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, that's great, Jacob. <laughs> so next week, <laughs> Pokemon Mad Libs. When's that happening? Never. Next week, the episodes we are covering are Fossil Fools and Carrying On. See you there. Fossil Fools and what is it? Carrying On. Okay. Hard to say. Carrying On. It's a Kansas reference. I get it. The band, Kansas. Oh, Carry On My Wayward Son. Yeah. Carry On My Wayward Pidgey. Is this the Pidgey episode that you were talking about? This is one of multiple Pidgey episodes. And the Pokemon Mad Libs episode. When is this episode over? It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have a question or comment, send it to outofthedrawingfan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingfan at gmo.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is outofdrawingpan. 
Austin does some pretty cool stuff with it, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, be sure to also check out our Patreon. The link will be in the description for the podcast. Go there and learn about all the different tiers and what you can do to be involved with the podcast. And also, our Instagram is up. You heard Alex mention it earlier. There's some cool stuff going on there. She's going to continue to work on it. You got all like for too is we continue this and join us next time as the journey continues.